0: Hey, I'm Ash, and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live.
1: Ash, it's so good to reunite with you. You've seriously come a long way since our last interview back in 2017, which I can't believe it's been like that long. Um, I love the evolution (laughs) that you've gone through. Um, I love that more and more music fans are getting to know who you are. And I just love seeing your name more than ever before. Um, What has that process been like for you in these last couple of years?
0: A what 2017? What the heck? I've been doing this for too long. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dang. Um, what the process has been, I mean, you know, just like anyone's life, I mean, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. I think that it's been, it's been really, uh, it's been a huge blessing to see, like, People care, I think, especially in the last couple of years, kind of show up and um it's funny because everyone else will hear my songs in like a store or grocery grocery store or like a clothing place. I've never not once heard my song out and about. I'm like, what? It's like the universe is against me hearing myself. (laughs) I did once hear it on a plane. I was on a I think I was on a Delta flight, and they'll have like the little musical thing. Um, anyways so i heard myself once but they did not upgrade me to first class i'll tell you that much so it's been a real honor i feel so grateful that people care i think uh that's what any artist could ever ask for um and then at the end of the day they show up and they buy tickets and i think that like that's what really kind of changes your the game for the rest of your life you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah, that was long-winded, but I'm happy and grateful. <laughs> I should that's, have just said that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I love the storytelling. And that's what I love about you, your storytelling. I love the way that you you create these lyrics. I love the way that you give us these songs. Um now that you're gearing up for this sophomore album, like how mu- how much do you feel like you've evolved as a songwriter just within within these last few songs that you've released for this record? Mm.
0: I think I've, I've become a lot less careful. I think on the first album, there's so much pressure and there's so much like expectation on, on you as an artist and like what people want to see from you and what they think they're going to hear. And I think I was just being, I, I, I love that record and I'm so proud of it, but I definitely was much more careful. Whereas this record, I was like, I feel good. I look good. I'm going to just go for this. And I think every song on that on the album so far really reflects sort of let's just make music I want to make and uh kind of trusting that the audience that is there and that already loves you will that's what they need to hear. What I need to say is what they need to hear. And I think that's really been something that I I haven't been overthinking it. I've just been really enjoying the process and it's just a much I think it's a funner album, like the live show for the sophomore album is going to objectively be more fun. And my first album show is a pretty darn good time. So I'm uh, yeah, I'm really excited.
1: So far, you've you've released uh, four tracks from this record. Um, Shower With My Clothes On is the most recent one. Did any of these four tracks kind of pave the way for this album or was there like a different song that you would say like made you realize you were starting to work on that sophomore album,
0: right? I think another man's jeans out the gate was the, Oh, this is a different era. This is a new sound. And we're like, we're kickstarting the sophomore album. Also I'm all, I'm already working on the third album. I'm just, I'm always going to be writing, you know, I, I feel like every artist and writer is going like, I'm working on my fifth album right now in my head because I'm living my life and I'll probably be writing about experiences, you know, that I'm going through right now in two, three years. So you're always experiencing and gathering your stories and writing them down in some deep, dark hole on your phone or journal, you know, and, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited.
1: So talk to me a little bit more about the current single, um, what was, how different was the writing process for this one? Um, did you come into it with lyrics in mind or was this something different where you came in with the melody or just something that you were humming in your head?
0: I was going through like a weird, not weird, but cool, uh, like Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon uh, f- phase for like two weeks where it was all I would listen to. And I went into this session with um, some friends of mine. Uh, this guy, Ian and Andrew from this producer duo after hours and John Ryan and John Ryan. We had written together ages ago and John Ryan worked on a bunch of the One Direction stuff years back with Julian Veneta. And so I knew I knew we were going to have a good time. But what I didn't want to do is get into the room and be like, let's write a bubblegum pop banger, because that's what people want or expect. And I was like, this is what I've been listening to Pink Floyd. Um, so Here's where I'm gonna start. I had this chord progression, and I started on the minor two. I know I'm being a nerd. I'll I'll stop. There. But <laughs> I I was just like, it has to start on the minor two. We'll go here, and I had just the idea of like having recently gone through a pretty severe panic attack. I don't know if you've ever been through a panic attack. They suck.
1: I don't know if I, you know, I've I've gone through some emotions. I don't know if it was, but. <laughs> It sucked. I've been
0: through. I'm a human being. I've been through some emotions before. Yeah, I mean, even just like that feeling of you're so overwhelmed or anxious and like you're a little breathless. Like I was experiencing that and feeling pretty overwhelmed. And I literally had this experience of the only thing that sort of calmed me down was getting in the shower with my clothes on. And so we sort of twisted that whole. I, I feel like a lot of People around me and my my friends and my generation and the generation below me are all anxious and all depressed. And I was like, "How do I want to describe that feeling of being, you know, just spinning out of control all the time?" And I'm like, "I feel like they're gonna connect with that." Um, so we went for it, and that's how we got the song.
1: What was that recording process like, though, just because it is like such a crazy emotion, a crazy experience that you had gone through? Um, so did you feel like it coming back during the recording process, especially when you were recording your vocals? Or did you feel like more relieved when you were doing that?
0: Oh, that's a good question. No, it was definitely much more therapy than it was anything else. Um, and it just feels good once you're past a thing, you know, like when I wrote Moral of a Story, I was past the divorce. I was past the, I think, you know, still processing a lot of that pain, but I was no longer in the deep, dark pit of it. And so talking about it and sharing your story, I think is such an important part of being a human and healing. So no, it didn't, it didn't bring up any anxiety for me. It just made me feel like, oh gosh, like I I just, while we were recording it, I was like, this is going to, Connect with people in a way that maybe some other of my songs haven't yet, because it's not something I've really talked about too much.
1: So, yeah. The deeper that you get into your lyrics, um, into the stories, into the experiences that you you talk about, um, do they have an impact on the vocal tone that you're gonna give us during these tracks? Uh, and if so, like, what kind of impact did it have on this song or on this album in general?
0: Ooh. I think it's, a, I, oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> talking about the timbre of my voice. Now you're getting nerdy. I love it. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, I'm not particularly thinking about, like, you know, the shape of the sound in my voice or in my mouth and like kind of, because you can kind of manipulate the sound and make it, you know, change the way you want. But I'd say just tapping into that emotion of the thing. I also... There's something really cool about the dark side of the moon being a really like sort of like Southern rock-esque vibe. And so when I started singing uh, Shower With My Clothes On, it has just this like slight twang to it. It's like, would you do it? Sell your soul. It's like just got, it's like a little swing to it. And I didn't do it on purpose, but we were all listening to it back. And we're like, are you a country singer? Are you like, what are you doing? But it was so, it was kind of just so perfect for the record that we just leaned into it. Um, And then, you know, like a record, like Another Man's Jeans, like you can hear the sass in my vocal. Um, So it's really just tapping into that uh, emotion. Um, And I, I typically, you know, if I'm in a session with other writers and we've basically written that song that day, we record the vocal the same day we write the song. So that always, I think, makes an impact, too, because you're like living in the magic and the emotion of we just wrote this record. Let's get on the mic and capture that. Um, It doesn't always work out that way, but it's kind of my favorite way to do it.
1: So is that still considered the demo version or is that like the final version most times?
0: If I have anything to say about it, which I do, <laughs> it's it's the final version. Sometimes there'll be like a tweak here. Or I think I've gone back and like re-sung a line, Um, you know, if you couldn't hear the lyric quite right or something. But I mean, I also I work with really incredible producers and humans that don't really let me get away with a bad take. So while we're recording, you know, we're going to just keep even if it's the same day we wrote it we're just going to keep recording it until they're like yeah that was it um and so yeah throw a nice little comp together and uh yeah it was that was a really fun day I remember and all of us got together we all sang gang vocals on it and like stood around the room and made different formations and would scream these gang vocals and then hit record change of position hit record do more of that and So it was a real team effort.
1: I love that you have like, you literally have this team that you've been working with for for years now. Um, But at the same time, because you're working with a lot of the same people, Andrew and Ian being the most like common ones, how do they allow you to kind of step out of that comfort zone within like every single release that you do? Like, how are you just not comfortable because you guys are just close?
0: Well, that's an interesting question. I would say, honestly, it's the flip side. Um, oh, okay. The, the more comfortable I am with, you know, my co writers and co producers, you know, the more freedom there is to sort of experiment and get weird and say something, say a lyric that is objectively dumb. And you're like, this is a bad lyric. But if I say this bad lyric, that might inspire them to be like, oh, wait, but that hits this. And like, and then I riff off that. And whereas, you know, I, like I we talking about 2017 I've been doing this for a while I've been in many a writing sessions with complete strangers and you for a little while you're just trying to impress them and not write a good it's not about writing a great song it's like about proving your worth as a writer um, or as an artist or like how can I make this you know these few hours we spend together worthwhile for them and it's not about them it's about making a great record that you believe in and that it connects to your audience. So yeah, working with people like Ian and Andrew, uh, John Leroy Clampett, my executive producer on both of my first album and my second. And like, there's no wrong answers. So yeah, I'm always, I'm always pushing sort of the boundaries and I mean, kind of it shows, I think, in how vastly different already the sound, the sound is on this, new record versus the old but yeah i definitely don't get too comfortable um and like kind of settle in a in a sound i'm sure people would actually love that they'd probably love to hear the same sort of thing from me and i'm just like my life i'm going to make different shit <laughs> but yeah
1: you mentioned earlier uh julian bonera um another like artist or producer songwriter that i really like love Mm. Um have you actually had the opportunity to work with them on some of your music um and if so like how do you feel like he's impacted the way that you create music now
0: Oh uh yeah the Julian's kind of the the goat um I actually I just met him for the first time we've run in similar circles but and then obviously I worked with Niall Horan and he had worked they had worked together for ages mm. um and we met I guess he doesn't normally go to shows like he won't go out and go to artist shows. It's a thing. I didn't know, but I get this text from one of my, one of my favorite co-writers, her name is Steph Jones. She has a bunch of cuts on the the sophomore album and she goes, so this is weird and he never does this, but Julian wants to go to your show in Nashville. Can you get him a, a spot on the list? And I was like, Oh, was like, He wants to come to my show. Why does he want to come to my show? Made me like so nervous. Of course, I have this like sequence of songs that plays right before I go on stage. It's like a Taylor Swift record. I have Dancing Queen come on. And then right before that is Steal My Girl by One Direction because a bunch of my fans love One Direction. We give the people what they want. So I guess story has it, Julian walked into the venue of Marathon Music Works in Nashville while Steal My Girl was on, which is a song he wrote. And I was like, oh, he thought I was pranking him. Like he thought I did it on purpose. And I I got to meet him later and I was like, super bad impression. Didn't do that on purpose. Um, but yeah, so we connected and just talked about writing and uh, we're actually going to be writing for the first time in like a week or two weeks so yeah he hasn't I mean musically I love what he's written and so maybe has had an impact uh subconsciously but not not yet personally but I'm really excited to to work with him
1: that's exciting so are the gates still open for this sophomore album or are you like done with it so whatever you guys write would be something different
0: she's packaged, she's tied up in a cute little ribbon, mastered, sent to vinyl. So yeah, but like I said, I just, you know, this is, as much as it's my job, this is my life, you know, experience going out and, you know, collecting stories. And there's this Joni Mitchell quote about her going out into the world, collecting stories like, pollen and then going back and creating sort of this like musical honey from her own stories and she's like and I can't be you know held responsible if that particular flavor of honey is right for you or not I'm just I'm just making my own and I always really loved that and so I'm just like I'm never gonna stop writing so yeah who knows maybe it'll be for another album maybe it'll be for a single maybe it'll just sit you know pretty for a little while until i'm ready to open it back up but um as much as people think there's probably oh there's strategy and everything you do really i'm just i'm a songwriter it's who i am so i'm just gonna keep doing that even though there's an album coming out
1: <laughs> what would you say is like the proudest moment that you've had during the recording process or the writing process of this album
0: the proudest
1: yeah oof
0: that's always an interesting
1: question. I'm like,
0: I'm proud of myself because,
1: <laughs> like, there there must have been a moment where that, like, I don't know, that you wowed yourself, like, you can you didn't believe like you could mm. do such vocal tone or vocal run or whatever, like, you know, write a certain lyric. Like, did you feel that at all with this record? That's
0: so interesting. I actually, yeah, there is a record um, that I I don't think. We have released a checklist yet, but I'll tell you the title. There's a record called Love You Need. And Mm -hmm. at the end of that song, when I sing the last chorus, we were writing and and my other favorite co-writer of mine, Casey Smith, who wrote Moral of the Story with me, um, we were at this Big Bear writing, you know, sort of retreat. We just I just retreat. I literally rented a cabin and we just hung out for a week. (laughs) I made dinner for everyone and we drank and we wrote songs. It was awesome um but we were working on that song and at the end she was like you gotta go hit that high note like you gotta change the melody here and you have to hit the high note and I was like that's out of my range I was like I don't know why I'm looking at my fake watch uh I have to leave I I was like that's out of my range I can't hit that note you're gonna make me hit a note and you're gonna listen to me try and hit it over and over and my voice is gonna crack and sure enough the first two times I went for the note and my voice cracked and I was like, why are you making me do this? I was so mad. I was like, I told you. And then they were all like, take another sip of wine, swallow your pride and do the take one more time. And then I went for it and I hit the note and they were all, as soon as I finished the take, everyone in the room just started clapping and cheering and screaming. And it was like a really like, euphoric moment of like see you can do it and it was really cute so that's kind of a moment
1: yeah <laughs> it was really cute and this whole time i thought you can sing anything
0: oh yeah that's the yeah no i can't bob <laughs> i'm a
1: superwoman
0: i can do anything <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> <laughs> okay the perception is is coming off that way that's great <laughs>
1: Now, lastly, to close us off, um, in the beginning of our original interview, um, that initial question was, or we basically talked about how you didn't want to be an artist, you wanted to be a songwriter. Um, And Mm. so now I'm curious, with all the experience and everything, like, and now this new audience that is listening to your music, like, do you still feel that way or have the tables turned?
0: Wow. Wow. Oh, I wish I would. I want to hear that interview again. God, that would probably throw me back. Well, I was an artist then, right? When we talked, I had made the shift. Apparently. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. Yes. Maybe I just put out my first record or something.
1: Yeah. Um, no, it was before. I think it was before or it was around used to it. So it's like, wow. Yeah, we were in Santa Ana.
0: Oh, my God. So, was that
1: your first tour?
0: That's so... In- oh, my God, Santa Ana. At the observatory? Yeah. <laughs> what? the You are blowing my mind right now. What? Okay, that's When cool. I
1: say I've been there from the beginning, I meant it.
0: <laughs> no, wait. That's so refreshing. Because most people are like, so, tell me about Moral of the Story. That's when I got introduced <laughs> to you. Uh, that's cool. Well, yeah, I mean... This I will say the story is stays true in that I didn't think I was good enough to do this. Mm -hmm. I think it took a long time for me to realize that I was the only one who should be singing my stories. You know, took me a second, but no, I'm I'm so doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, and that feels very honest and real, and you know it's just, I always make the joke. It's the only thing I'm good at. I'm I'm good at other stuff. Listen, I can do other stuff, but it's the only thing that fills my cup that brings me fulfillment. And um, yeah, thank God I got over my dumb insecurities and all that. Cause yeah, it brings me a lot of joy and I'm proud to be doing what I'm doing and proud of myself. And I'm grateful for people like you who have been hanging out since 2017. What the heck? Just trying to give you some fun things to talk about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm excited to have been part of this journey. I'm excited for this record to drop. Um, Ray drops October 14th and I can't wait for it to drop. So Ash, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Next interview, we're doing this in person again. No question. Yeah.
0: Let's meet in Santa Ana again. Let's do it. <laughs> that would be so fun. All right. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.